So here we go. So basically, so we're doing um, the series called Avram didn't serve Sarah bread. Serve bread because Sarah became Anita. Okay. So um, that's the long title. So basically, um, so Hashem appeared to Avram and the old name Amra and he was sitting by the sun right at the beginning of the Pravaira, right? And sure enough, he looked and he saw there were three men standing right? and he ran to greet them and he bowed. Now, this is interesting, Pasik. Vayomar, and he said, okay, okay, not clear. If he's talking to them, saying, Adonai, my masters, my master, namely, Rashi says, the greatest of them. He called them, he's calling, talking to the leader of them all, and basically saying, please don't leave, right? Don't leave. Or he's saying, or actually brings another shot, Kodesh, he's saying, Hashem, Hikadosh Baruch if I find favor in your eyes, Allah, please don't leave. Please don't leave. And he's saying to Hashem, please wait for me until I go run and greet the guests. Right? So that's the question. Is he, is he saying to them, please don't leave? Or saying to Hashem, please don't leave? And if you learn that he's talking to Hashem, because I'll say, oh, don't say that. Isn't this one definitely Kodesh, though? Uh, so Rashi brings down both. I don't know, Rashi says both. Um, so, um, yeah. So it says, um, I think there's, um, there's a Chazal which says, and I thought it was Rashi, but maybe Rashi doesn't say. Greater is greeting guests than, um, than you know, greeting the Shekhinah. Because you see, he's talking to Hashem uh-huh. in Uvua, and he's saying, Hashem, please wait, uh, come back, don't go anywhere. And then he went to go greet the guests. Right. Yeah, so I thought Rashi wrote it down, but I guess it's not Rashi, but it's Vazal. Okay, so that's what happens, fine. So then he said to these guys, take a little water, and wash your feet, right? And uh, rest under the tree. Okay, so what does it mean? So Rashi says, wash your feet, so this is famous, right? He knew, he thought they were Arabs <laughs> who would who used to bow to the dust of their feet. Okay, I'm not familiar with that form of worship, but I guess that's something, right? Yeah, right. They do? Yeah. They still do? Oh, today? No. I'm oh, so you've heard of that. Yeah, heard of In the world or from Rashi? Like, have you heard that? that it's, My rabbi used to always... Oh, that. it's it. Yeah. So based on... I'm just wondering if it's been, like, verified uh, historically if there's such a thing as that. You know, oh, like from... I also it's worth... But, you know, I trust it, but... You know, then it says, but he was makbid not to bring a bazaar into his house. So therefore, he told them, wash your feet outside. And then, come and bring... Then come to the house. But by Lot, who wasn't makbid about a bazaar, so he told them first, linu, dwell, and then wash your feet. So he didn't tell them to wash their feet outside, right? Because he didn't care about Ozar. But again, Avram didn't want the Ozar in his house, so he said, wash your feet outside and then come in. Okay. Then it says like this. Um, and by not wanting it in his house, it means only that they would be in the state of acknowledging that they brought in, not because he actually himself acknowledges it, but rather that he would be creating like an environment that like... Yeah, whereas the dust dirt itself is like a just dirt. So he doesn't want that on his floor in his house and his... Right, like you don't, you don't want to bring idols into your house. This is what they worship. I mean, the dirt is what they worship. Do you bring idols into your house? Huh? 
Idle sense. Oh, I heard Nile sounds like this way. Yeah. Yeah. So all dust that they would touch, therefore, by them, they touched, they would be idolatrous. I guess it was on their feet. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so then, so what does he say? So he says, um, and I'll take the echo pas lachem, and I'll take, um, no, path of lachem, a morsel of bread, right? Visadu libchem achartavoru, that you'll be able to, you'll nourish yourselves. And then you'll go. Because you came here, you came my way, your servant's way, and uh, whilst you're here, just take some bread and eat it, right? Okay. And they said, Okay, fine, we'll stay. Okay. So basically, what he said, what he told them, he told them, I'm going to get you some bread, right? Okay. And Avram ran quickly to the tent to, to, to Sarah. And he said, So take quickly three saws of um, like it's, it's unsifted flour, right? Whatever, flour for. For the cakes, right, and bake, uh, bake Ugo's cakes, which I guess means bread, right? Which is what he offered them. Okay, Bella Bakar. Okay, so this he told Sarah to do that to make the bread basically, and Bella Bakar wrote Avram, and then he ran to the cattle, which I guess he didn't tell them about the cattle, but he ran to the cattle. ben Bakar and he took a cattle, calf, tender and young, good. And he gave it to the youth, Rashi Zishmal, and he quickly uh, made it. Okay. Okay, so now, so again, that was the preparation stage. The preparation stage, he told Sarah to prepare the bread, and then he he ran to the cattle, and he took this uh, cattle, calf, and he shafted uh, it. <laughs> I'm sorry, he quickly made it. I guess made it, I mean, shafted it, got it ready, right? Fine. So then, vayit kachema v'chalav. So he took butter and milk, ubena bakar ashasa, and the calf that he made, right? Meat and milk, right? Sure enough, vayitin uthneim, and he put it before them. Vihu omed aloyim tachasayitz vayichelo, and he stood over them under the tree, and they ate, right? Okay. So Rashi notices that what happened to the bread? That what happened to the bread? He offered them bread. He ran quickly to tell Sarah to get make the bread. He ran to get the cattle, and then it says, and he took the cat, the the milk and milk and butter and the cattle, but it doesn't mention him anything about giving them the bread, right? So Rashi says, Sara so he didn't bring bread because Nisara became Anida. She got her period. Because her way of the womanly way came back to her. Her period, her period came to her. And she became Tame, Anida. And she, um, Tame, right, filed the bread. Right? So since it was Tame, I guess she didn't want to feed it to them. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, and that's why, even though he originally told her to serve the bread, but I guess she went and made the bread, and then she made the bread, and she's like, oh, I guess I didn't tell you, it's Tame, whatever. 
and then um, so you couldn't feed the bread. So then she just fed all the other stuff, and I guess she left it. They left out the bread, right? Because she had the bread. Yeah. Okay. So that's um, I guess that's basically for now. Maybe there's certain other facts a bit, but I mean that's basically. Oh, and then I'm sorry. So let's just go a little further. So then, sure enough, they said um, they said, "Where's sorry, your wife? She's in the tent." She's going to come back to you next year, and there's going to be a son to Sarah, and Sarah overheard this, right? And Avram and Sarah were old, right? And sure enough, she already ceased having her bird, and she laughed inside of her, saying, after I'm old, I'm just going to have my period, and they're skinning her period, but then he's like, my master's old, right? And she says, why is Sarah laughing, right? Yeah. And you know the rest of the story, right? That's where Ariel speech picks up. <laughs> okay so um yeah okay so uh any questions also, yeah. were they, were you, was he afraid that these um so a few questions so yako's asking if she really was bk got a period then why is she laughing and saying how could i possibly be i'm already old i'm not gonna how is it possible i'm already done i'm already a past old age how can she's laughing i mean if she already got a period doesn't she Realize something's up, right? You have a question on that question. Or you have another question. question. Hold on a second. And then, secondly, right? That's a good question, right? Then, secondly, Moshe is asking, uh, "What's she worried about?" Okay, so it's Tommy Brad. Okay, so what's the big deal? You're serving it to these uh, idolatrous Arabs that they're going to have bread. What's the, so? Who cares they eat bread, Tommy? Which is Tommy? Not going to the base of Meknash. They're not even care. They're not even Jews. They're not whatever. Got eight hundred years. Right. Right. So even if you say Avram's keeping the Torah, right? But still, the Arabs to that were idolatrous, and you're telling them to wash off their feet. You have to make sure you don't give them tummy tummy bread. Who cares? So you don't tell me bread. But there's no history to tummy bread even for a Jew, unless you go into the base of Meknash. Right. Okay. Good. And if you say somehow he didn't want to feed them anything that she even smacked of, not trade, not kosher or whatever, so now he's giving them meat and milk? Right? Yeah, a good question. Right, she's like, you made milk. Torah wasn't given yet. They're angels anyways, or they're Arabs or whatever. But then why can't he give them the bread? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, before that, before that. She looked at her innards and said, is it possible these innards are going to have a kid? Is it possible these breasts are going to that are shriveled are going to, you know, have milk. And then that's one shot. But then uh, means like, you know, like smooth flesh or whatever. And then he says, the other shot is that it means her period. And she's saying, after I got old, am I going to have my period? What do you mean after the end of You just got your period because that's why the bread is stomach. So, I mean, it, it, obviously my point is like this. If she's just their average 90-year-old woman and all of a sudden someone says you're having a kid, She's like, well, what? That's impossible. I'm normal, right? But if she just somehow, she's nine years old, she's already menopause or whatever it is, and now all of a sudden she gets her period, 10 minutes before, and then some guys come and say, hey, you're going to have a kid. It's not all as strange anymore, right? I mean, it might just be, she's, it's kind of weird still, but like, not the first she's hearing of it. It's like there's indication that what they're saying is true because she already sees that her body is undergoing these major changes, which is surprising, which indicates that something's up. So then why is she laughing and saying, is that even possible? I mean, it certainly seems possible, or at least it might have been strange at first, but now they say it, like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it says Avram's, yeah. That's a good one, right? So I'm just saying, yeah, it says, right, and Pussy and Aleph, after when Sarah heard it, right, once Sarah heard it, the Torah now gives you some background. 
That's exactly why she's laughing. So apparently she doesn't have a parent. So now, but you tell me that five minutes earlier she just got it and she's telling Avram that? Yeah, right. So it's, right, it's contradiction. Why, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the class all based on? So again, just the flame shot here is again, he offered, he said, I'll give you bread. He told Sarah to get the rat. He went to get the cow, and then he just feeds them cattle. So there's an clearing omission of rat. And then I guess Nidus is like, it's not that far from Like, after all, she's about to have a, she's about to have news that she's undergoing changes. There's miracles going on here. So, you know, why else wouldn't there be a bread? They have to come with some reason. What? The burn. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so the other, so the other way, the other Rishonim, the other Rishonim interpret differently. So they say like this: a few of them. They say that they they mentioned that point that Avram was Amomar um, that he offered offered them only bread because that's another question. Well, he offered only bread and then he went and got the meat and all these different things. But he offered that. So that was his good meat, though. That he was uh, said a little under a lot. Okay, but still, even when you say little and do a lot, presumably it means you do the little plus the lot. Not also, that you don't do the bread. Yeah, also we shouldn't have asked her to make the bread if we didn't. Yeah, right. Exactly, right. We planned to serve the bread. He was going to serve the bread. So they just say that there are the, I'm trying to find the Ashpam, just says, of course he gave bread. Just doesn't mention it. Let me uh, let me show you. It says like this. Yeah, of course he gave them bread. You don't have to sell them that he gave them bread. Every meal has bread. Bread is a staple of every meal. So, of course, he had to tell Sar to get the bread, but the Chiddush was that he went and then he gave them all these things. But Pasha, that he gave them bread, Rashbam says, Doesn't I tell you they brought bread on the table? It's telling you the additional stuff that he didn't tell them about. Right? So that's saying he brought that stuff out. Right? That's not a chiddush. Those things, not all guests get that. But so far, she had to tell them. But he only offered them the basic thing, which I'll, I'll get you give a gas. He just gave them some bread. But then it's telling you all the other things. So that's the Rashbam. And the Chizkuni says also, one second, one second, no. Yeah. Rabbanan Amriafilu Pas Hevilafnehem. Uman Varan Shalom Rahilafnehem. All right, so he definitely brought bread. He says, because if he brought the stuff which he didn't say, of course the stuff which he said he must have brought, right? Right. Okay, yeah, that's the Chizkuni and the um, yeah, and the Radak also. He says, um, he says, He didn't have to mention the Lachem. Of course, he brought the bread first. You give that to everybody. These guys were honorable guys. Of course, you can give them bread. Because he says, Vasiugos. So it says, it just says, it mentions the things that he brought as the side dishes. Right? He also didn't mention the wine. It's like, you know, you go to restaurants. You say, what did you get? I got a steak. I got an appetizer. You say, oh, I got bread. I mean, you go walk into the restaurant. They put bread on the table in front of you. That's just part of the thing. You get those little pieces of bread. You don't say, yeah, you don't you don't mention the bread when you go to a restaurant. It's just like a given. Every meal has bread. And that's not what you got at a restaurant. It doesn't tell you they brought you, they brought out bread. I mean, you could say it, but it's just, it's a staple. The basis of every meal. So that's why all the other mafarshim, I mean, they'll notice it. It's like it's a no, it's a noticeable problem if you read in the Kitab but there's a plain simple answer. You don't have to say it. 
right? That describes also, right? When he said he didn't do it, he ran to his wife, Sarah, and quickly got three sons, come, so let's go and make things. He ran to the fucker. He got the kid to do that, right? And I was just showing you the whole process of his involvement. So he did prepare a multi-course meal. It's just that when it comes time for the, for, for the bringing it out, it just leaves out. The bread doesn't have to mention that. It's not an issue. The, but no I mean, one else learns that she was an No. So I thought it was like this. Well, let's leave. Let's ignore that question. It's the hardest question. Let's ignore that question, okay? And let's take up a different part of the story, which we already, um, we read. Let's just focus on it, okay? And maybe we'll come back to that question at the end, okay? So, so it's interesting to me is that the discrepancy between Avram and Love, right? Avram and Love. So, if you'd say, like, who would you say is a bigger Gomel Chasad? Avram. Like Avram, right? He's the one, after all, he's the Rebbe, right? But, uh, I mean, again, maybe the answer to this is obvious, but it's it's delightful, which is that what did he say is greater chassan to tell them to wash their feet in the house or to wash their feet after in outside? In the house, in the house, right? In the house, he'd say it's better chassan. Someone comes into your house, you say, take off your shoes, please. Some people do that, but it's like off-putting. It's like take off your shoes, please. It's like you know, look, I understand, and I'm not blaming the people the people who don't do that, but at the same time, it's like. A person who's like, um, you know, if you want to make them feel absolutely, totally comfortable, you, you just, uh, whatever, you whatever you come in, do whatever you want. Exactly, do whatever you want. So, um, again, I feel for the person who has to clean up after the feed and all that. But still, <laughs> it's like, something is funny. He's this big belfast and he's telling them, wash your feet outside. Yeah. And come in, you know. And in a certain sense, it sounds like bloat. It's a bigger, it's a bigger gomel chasad that he's telling them to, right? Whatever. Just whatever, come in, I'll make you comfortable, then here, take some feet, well, so in a dirt, wash up your feet, or whatever. Everyone's like, you know, it's kind of telling them to come into my house and welcome you, but please just keep your, you know. I thought it was like the custom back then because people wore sandals while walking around and dung half the time. That, That's what Rashi's saying. That like, it was, it's like a nice thing to let them wash their feet, you know. And That's not what Rashi's learning. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm just going with Rashi. I love Rashi. I know, but wait, so Rashi's saying that it was not a Balthazar thing to do? Rashi's saying is, is that Avraham was mocked about Avadzal. So he told them, wash your feet outside because there are no one of Avadzal in my house. I thought, but oh. Lot was not mocked about Zara. So he right. just said, come, well, come aside, bring it in, and wash it afterwards. Right, so what, I know, but you're adding this whole thing about being a Balthazar. What I'm saying is that, well, why, assuming you drop the Avadzal a bit, what's the normal thing to do? You see I, what Lot did. Oh, I thought, see, I saw him take Yeah. Okay, good. So, so it's so, yeah. I think you guys are saying well is that that Avram is like known as like Chasad, yeah. the man of Chasad. But the the idea of Chasad, maybe his idea of Chasad and Lot's idea of Chasad aren't, aren't the same. There's again, I don't know that much about Lot's Chasad, but there's there's an there is an idea of Chasad reign supreme. Just be a nice guy, and that's like the main ultimate value. And people have that. There are people who like that. It's ultimate, yeah, like Mother Teresa type of thing. Just absolute <laughs> kindness, niceness. That's it. Absolute, right? But that's not our idea. We don't, like you see from Avram Vino, that he's ultimately he's a big Balthasar, but Avadzara comes first. Avoiding Avadzara, that is. Right? And he's going to say to them, listen, I'd love to have you guys in my house. A warm welcome. 
But look, please just wash your feet out first to come in. You got old zara on your feet. I don't do that. I'm anti. I have the zara. This is not what I stand for. On the contrary, wash your feet off, and I'll welcome you in. Give you all the stuff, and I'll run, and I'll give you this, and I'll give you that, and I'll give you everything. But I just, I just not with the right? So you see that from Avram Avinu, he was, he, he, his chesed was in a framework of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and that's like the, the pasuk of Eishel. Says in Daniel later in Vayera, he planted, um, made a, an Eishel in Vershava, which either means he called out in the name of Hashem, the eternal God, right? The, the God of the world. So um, Rashi says Eishel is either it was a orchard or it was a hotel. But he basically had these guests. And he says, people would say, after they eat and drink, they'd say, blessed is the, you know, blessed you for letting, let us, letting us eat from your food. And he'd say, you think you ate from my food? You ate from Hashem's food. So you see is that his chasad was not just stam to, to do chasad. I mean, it was chasad to give them food. But it was really, Avram's mission was really to teach people about a Kodesh Baruch And the food was in a certain sense Part of the bigger picture, he he cared about people. He was a he had and of course he wanted us to take care of their basic physical needs. But even bigger picture, more importantly, he wanted to take care of their metaphysical needs and to teach them about Gash Baruch So, and what's more important than their physical needs is their metaphysical needs. And if you're going to have to come sacrifice, if you have a crossroad here, am I going to sacrifice their comfort for the sake of them having the right idea of Gash Baruch and me establishing the proper idea of the Gashbarah, or am I going to make them absolutely comfortable and forget about God for a minute? So Lot chose to say, listen, come on in, be comfortable, we'll deal later. Whatever, he didn't care. But for Abram Vino, there's, he had to choose, and he had to do that, which is not very, you know, not very um, host-like, not very kind, but they asked them to wash their feet off before they even come into the house. And look but it's uh, but at the same time it has he's he's conveying a message. I'm saying it's two things. It could be it's two things. First of all, he doesn't want to learn his house, and he only, he's giving them a message. I don't know if he's rubbing it in their face or whatever. But there we have priorities in this house, and uh, let's let's I'm going to bring you in, but let's just get off on the right foot here. This is this is a home of a Kaddish Bravo. This is a home which is devoted towards Hashem, and we're removed from Zara. So clean off your Zara and then come on in, and I'll you know I'll give you great food. I'll talk to you and I'll show you the ways of Hashem. Right? So it's like, and even the, um, the Chesed itself is part of, uh, like, Ma'awafata is part of the Derech Hashem. It's not just um, Chesed for empty Chesed. Chesed is ultimately because this is the ways of a Gash Baruch So you're not going to to send, uh, to the, turn towards the Vodazara or accept the Vodazara, embrace the Vodazara in order to do Chesed. It's like counter the whole idea. Then you're just chesed, it's not the Gash Baruch, it's just Stam chesed because it makes you feel good or because whatever. That's not our idea of chesed. Our idea of chesed is because it's my Hashem. To me, that's Gash Baruch. Does, this, does anyone have to wash your feet when they come in? Or just the air? I'm going to ask a question. Does it contradict that Chazal, which I mentioned, which I wish I had the source, but I can't find it right now. But uh, where it says that uh, when the Avram was talking to Hashem, Hashem was talking to Avram, and then the guests are coming, and he says, Hashem, hold on a second, I'm just going to go. I'll come right back. You know, don't go anywhere. And Chazal say, you see that the greater is Hachnas HaSarachem, the Kabbalah's Pnei 
It's greater to greet Gas than to uh, greet the Shechina. He's involved in the middle of Ayinavua. And here it is. He's going and putting it on hold and getting the other line. Right? So is that, does that contradict us? Because that sounds like he's saying is, forget Hashem, let's do Chasar. But isn't our whole idea of saying is that Hashem takes precedence over Chasar? Okay, it says, I think you're all saying, well, is that, that here, it's one thing to say, I'm going to let Avodah Zara and I can tolerate Avodah Zara for the sake of Chasar. That doesn't make sense. But here, you're just saying is he's doing talking to Hashem, involved in his own personal involvement in Yudas Hashem. Or he can be involved in like Midas Kadosh Baruch Hu of Chasad, and of entering people in and teaching them about ideas and all that. It's like you're embodying Midas Kadosh Baruch Hu. So you're involved in serving God. It just there's a serving God just purely in your own intellectual world, where there's actualizing the ideas you know about Hashem in, in the world. So the thing is, that's two different forms of serving Hashem, and it sounds like it's saying is that takes precedence. Greater to involve yourself in actualizing the Midas Kadosh Baruch Hu in the world than just to be involved in your own personal uh, metaphysical speculation or whatever. Like you see, for instance, Moshe Rabbeinu had to give up and he wanted to just sit and learn his whole life, but Moshe said he had to go and serve the community and serve the world and be the leader of Kalei So it's saying there's, that's not, but that's different than saying Chesed, you can embrace of the Zara or allow of the Zara or compromise and allowing of the Zara for the sake of, um, of Chesed. That's like, that's like an antithesis. Yeah. So it's interesting also, there's another thing. And what do you think about this? I wasn't sure about this, but it says, if you look carefully, it says, by Avraham, so he took, he put the, he took the bread, the the butter and the milk and the cattle, and he put in front of them, he put in front of them, and he stood on top of them under the tree, and when they ate, right? What is it? What? What is it? He's the waiter. He's the waiter, right? So I don't know really, but I would have thought it would be nicer to eat with them. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Like, you can be their waiter, and you like feel like you're serving them. In some sense, you're serving them. On the other hand, there's like more. I don't know. It makes them more comfortable. I would think it's like you know you're the host and you you know eat with them, break bread with them, and sit and mingle and whatever. Like, why do you have to be serving them and you, you know? So I'm not, I'm not sure. And, and by Lot, it's not clear to me whether that was what happened in my Lot. It's hard to tell. It says, um, yeah. By the way, you see Lot's class said is he was even willing to give his daughters to uh, these guys, right? So you see, was, I mean, he didn't have morals. Like, his went so far as to, you know. <laughs> So it's like some sort of skewed, but in a sense, you see this idea of some sort of skewed sense of uh, of chasa. It's like chasa, but it's not quite. Yes, it is to save them, but but still, I don't know. Something's depraved about that. I don't know. You mean that's necessary? Yeah. Just give me one second. One second, Lassie. I just want to find this one thing. Hold on. They probably could have held their own. Yeah. So I don't know what. Oh, I'm sorry. So yeah. So it doesn't say by load. Just says by matzah of Sounds like maybe they all ate. It's not clear. It doesn't describe this idea of having of standing over them. Okay. So, so let me do Rambam. Okay. So Rambam says like this. Um, the last Rambam in Hilchos Tumas Achum. Okay. Tezayin Yud Beis. He says like this. Even though it's permitted for a person to eat and drink 
tamay foods and drinks. It's no Easter to eat tamay food. Chasidim Rishon Yochum Cholayim Atayra. Benisharos Menatumos Kulam Kol Yimeham. So the Chasidim Rishon used to eat their chulam. Chulam is not Kodesh food, not Shuma, not Kachim. It's regular food. In Tyra, and they were careful from Tumos their entire life. Vehenon Ekram Prushim. They're called Prushim. Separate. Vedovazah Kedushi Yisairai. It's a great Kedusha, extra Kedusha. Vedar Chasidas. And it's a matter of Chasidas. Why? That a person should be separate, differentiated and separate from the rest of the Am. And he wouldn't touch them. And he wouldn't eat or drink with them. This is in the Chastam HaSafalim. It's called a Chaver. You see these words that come up. It's Chaver, it's like Tam Chacham, that's the Yisida. So why not? Because separation from, I guess, the Am leads to Taira Sagoth, Taira of your body, from bad actions. The Taira Sagoth may be the Kedushas HaNefesh, and you're keeping your body Tahar from these bad actions leads to Kedusha of your Nefesh from bad philosophies. The Kedushas HaNefesh and the Kedusha of your Nefesh from bad ideas, causes you to be domed to the Shechina. There's a lot there. A lot of steps there. Yeah, similar. Okay, so so my point though is, again, there's a lot to analyze in this Ramam. But my point is, is that there's this institution of eating Chulam Mitahira. Right? And the idea of this institution is that that it creates a, and again, I don't know how popular this would be nowadays, but it creates a, a distance between the Talmud HaChamim and the Am. And that seems to be like a good midah, because it seems like the Am and the Talmud HaChamim are of different uh, involvements. Talmud HaChamim eat in one framework, and the Am eats in a different framework. And the Am has one set of values and ideals and conversation discussions, you know, meal discussions and all that. And the Am have a different one, different values. And a person who's um, who interacts and, and and mingles and eats and all that, a person is at risk of being influenced by the values, the ways of life, the thoughts, the conversations, the whole way of thinking of um, you know of of people who are at a different place than them. And it seems like it was part of the Midah of Yislam Yitzchachamim that they kept a certain distance. They kept a certain distance. They didn't necessarily, you know, intermix with that, intermix with Racham, eat with them, eat their food, that whole thing. So, so maybe you could say this is a, that there's like a little bit of a drosh here, which is that this idea of Sarah being, um, you know, an Ida, is it's not, maybe it's not literal that she became an Ida, and now they're Tame and now not giving the food. Because again, it's, it's hard to say it's literal because then she already had a period. It's against the Pasuk, and after all, who cares about giving them Tame food? They're Arabs and they're idolaters and, and the whole thing, right? It doesn't make quite make sense on a paint shot level. But rather, it's just showing you maybe this point. Like I'm, I'm saying is like, why did Avram not eat with him? Because he was a tamachacham and he was a chaver and he was an achalchul mitayra. That was his. He was serving them, and he was in chesed to them, 
But Chesed doesn't necessarily look. Would they like it better if he sat with them and palled around and like told jokes and ate with them? Maybe it would be a better Chesed. If the only concern is Chesed and making them feel good. But that's not his only concern. He also has to concern about his own uh, level. And he's not eating with them. They're idolaters in his mind. And he doesn't want to break bread with them. Like you see, for example, there's like Bishalakam and there's this sort of drinking with uh, with God with Odeozara, and there's like all kinds of things of like Harkurichak from Odeozara. And he's telling him, Well, keep your feet outside. I'm not going to sit and eat with you. I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to do a chesed to you to give you food, and I care about you, and I'm going to serve you, and I'll teach you, and all that. But I'm not, I'm not your pal. And we're not sitting around the table and just, um, you know, drinking and, you know, telling jokes and all that. I'm going to serve you and I'm going to do chesed to you. And I'll be your, I'll be your waiter. And I'm happy to, to do chesed to you. But that doesn't mean we're, we're equals and we're just, we're pals. There's, there's still a distance. And he was able to, in a certain sense, and I think that's the thing with chacham. In like some sense, you might say this sounds elitist. This Allah and Machazuros. You know, it's like this is what they did. They set themselves separate and all that. They were all separatists and all that. But I think it doesn't mean that they didn't do chasad. It doesn't mean they didn't um, you know, invite, for example, I know you have things that you invite in Niam into your house and all that, and they did stuck on and of course they I don't know how they work out the practicalities of all the uh, but maybe they serve them or they didn't eat. Or the however it is, like what happened there. So it doesn't mean they didn't care about the people who are at a lower level than them, they care about them. But caring about them doesn't mean the same thing as you have to compromise your values and become one of them. There's, there could be a people who are at a, at a lower level than you and you're willing to help them. You know, do chasen to them. But it doesn't mean you have to necessarily sit and uh, no, no, watch football with them all day on Sunday afternoon. I mean, you could. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying in a particular case, don't do that. I'm just saying it's like, doesn't chesed doesn't mean you have to drop your values, and I'm saying that I was like trying to depict to you this idea of bringing up this. I'm, I'm claiming it's like a ramez of saying that Sarah became Anida. I'm saying the pshat is because of like all that other question. That they, of course he served them right, but it's just like it's referencing this idea. It's like a good way to reference this idea of Avram being ochachlumetayra and he being concerned about not eating tamei rad, because it wants to like depict for you the nature of what Avram was doing here. It's like a study in the in the proper proper way of chesed. She says, on the one hand, it's extreme chesed. He's running, he's getting his son to help his wife, to help his mount, all that. It's extreme chesed. But extreme chesed doesn't mean what Lord means by extreme chesed. Is you're not going to give your daughters, and you're not going to let them zara in your house, and you may not even sit and eat with them. You might stand on top of them. So it's like there's a balance. Chesed has to exist within a context, within a framework. Ultimately, our value isn't kindness. Our value is Odas Hashem, Midas Akalish bringing people to the Tachas Kampe Ashkina. But it has to exist within the framework. So I'm saying it's like it's it's like highlight referencing this institution of Achilumatiros because I'm saying like that's maybe this is like a model of that type of a thing. Is a Chachamim have to they have to strike a careful balance, a delicate balance, which you see Avram doing which is the balance between, on the one hand, assisting and being makarev and doing chesed for people who are not necessarily at your level, but at the same time keeping distance. And it's, you know, it's a balancing act. And by referencing this institution of Alchul Mitaras, because again, it's Tahar, there's no Mikdash, so who cares if the bread is Tami? What's really the difference? 
So I'm saying it's like a creative literary way to reference that point, but it's not actually trying to tell you that's why he didn't serve them bread. You know, it's like there's like there's like a sort of shot like he didn't serve them bread because of that, and that's kind of just trying to bring to mind the idea. Oh, Avram's Chometaros. You see, Avram was keeping the mitzvahs. He was Chometaros, and that's why he wasn't serving the bread or whatever. But I, but they're the ones eating it. Whatever. It's more just trying to reference the institution of Chometaros because that's like the institution which Avram Vino was involved in. Not halachically, not halachically, but philosophically. And the philosophical idea of that institution is this idea of keeping a distance from the from uh, the Am, even though you're doing chesed for them. I guess it's depending, your chesed changes depending on who the receiver is. Yes, right, chesed, right. That's what I'm saying. You have to always, and it's, a, it's an example. But you have to keep a balance and keep every situation of chesed demands. It's not so pasha. It's, it's difficult, and that's why we have an example of Avram and why it's calling attention to it. It's not so simple how to do chesed properly, and there's there are challenges. I mean, doing chesed is, is tricky. You know, like, um, wasn't there a thing, uh, I think this is a, maybe an example, but it's, it's sort of on point, but some story from the Rav. There's some guy came to the Rav and says, I'm going to somewhere to go to do Kirov. He said, who are you to do Kirov? You think you're such a little bit of carry or something? I don't know you do the line. It's not like you're going to yourself. You're not, you're not <laughs> capable of, you know, it's like not so pasha. What about learning Torah? What about yourself? Your own learning. What about your own, you know? Like it's not necessarily, like maybe, you know, maybe you're going to be a carry of them or maybe they're going to be a marathic you. Right? So it's like not so pasha to be, at least that's the, that's the point here. That's the point. Right? Like the chesed could often, trying to be a carry of somebody else could oftentimes you know, being, 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 it's easier to bring, you know. drag somebody down. Yeah, they could drag you down. You go to the chaser with them, and you bring them, bring go, they go to them to the party, and try to keep an eye on them. Yeah, maybe, maybe they'll keep an eye on them, or maybe they'll, they'll you know, they'll keep an eye on you. Maybe, <laughs> you know, so it's like tricky. So chaser is tricky, and interacting with with there, there's you see those challenges of interacting with people who are not at or not at your at the same place as you are, and it could take you down. But at the same time, you don't want to turn a blind eye and just say, look, forget about them. I don't care about anybody else. I just care about me. I'm, you know, that's not proper either. Mm-hmm. But it's tricky. It's tricky. And it's not, it's, it's not so easy. You can't take either extreme. And you can't take the extreme of just all out indulging with other people and eating with them and in the same way, like uh, I was not willing to do, and just let them come in with their Zara. You can't do that. And the same thing as you can. So just your chesed can't be open to everything. At the same time, you can't just distance yourself from everybody else. There's, there's, there's a world out there, and there's that stuff. And if you're no will, you're dull, let's say, or like in Sufasyantov, and you keep the Aniyam and all them out, and, you know, that's also, uh, that's not a Vodas Hashem. So Vodas Hashem involved me, this Gash Baruch Chasad, and I'm mean, the greatest model of that. But he's also a model of ideals and values. And Torah is like this mix between these two types of, uh, you know, and again, I don't think there's an easy formula to balance it, and that's why having a story like this helps teach us studying all the facets of the story helps. We have a model. We have people to learn from. We have Avram to learn from, and we have Lot to learn from, and we could compare the two and see what, you know, all in the same parsha, and you can see the differences.